You're listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening, listeners. This is Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM. And you are here with me, Soyla, my co-presenter, Leo. Hello, Leo. Hello. And our guest, who is comedian, Twana Main. Hello. So now we're going to play Digital Love by Daft Punk. We're going to be talking to Tuana about her upcoming show. But first, frustrations and celebrations. I'm going to start this week and we're going to celebrate one of our listeners. Anyone who listened to our show a couple of weeks ago about Reiki and homeopathy. I mentioned that my... I think it was called Alternative... Oh, yes, it was called Alternative Healing. We had a scientist on to debunk it all. Yes, we did. I talked about my mum who does Reiki and... um, one of our wonderful listeners, Zoe, got in touch with my mum and had a session, and, and that was great. She introduced herself to me. And so, yeah, I just wanted to, to shout out to our, our fan called Zoe. I'm very excited about this. Zoe, if you're listening, I think I love you. <laughs> okay, don't tell Ellie that. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, fine. it's just amazing. Like, real world meets radio. Not that this isn't the real world, but let's face it, it's got its differences. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure she was very disappointed to see me in the flesh. <laughs> what? I'm sure she wasn't. I'm sure she was like, who's this very cool person? She looks even cooler than I imagined her to oh, be. Oh, okay, really? Okay. With the yes. eyebrows. <laughs> yes. Thank you for pointing that out. My celebration is I, I played the first time uh, the drums at DIY Space in Bermondsey. I announced mm-hmm. this gig to you all. I'm sure you're all there. It went very well. I, I only screwed up three times in 15 minutes. But... Did anyone... No, I don't think they did. And also, people in their band, some of their friends threw pants on the stage. Not sure how I feel about that. I I do know how I feel about that, and I'm not (laughs) going to share it. (laughs) But it's fine. I I like the encouragement, just not in pant form. Um, And also, we're going to be playing there again uh, in a couple of weeks at Bentfest. You've got a second gig lined up. Yeah. See, you must be good. Yeah. Six and weeks of learning is all it takes. Someone at, at that event called me a drummer. Like, oh, you're the drummer. <laughs> well, I am now. <laughs> Welcome to my life. It's very exciting. Gripes or celebrations? Um, I think it's half and half. I've got an asthma pump late in life, so I think that's a celebration. But I've also got <laughs> asthma late in life so Which, I think that's a gripe but yeah it's a it's a blue why do you celebrate inhaler. having an asthma pump I just think it's kind of it just accessorises the summer in a, in a different oh. way <laughs> why have sunglasses when you can also have an asthma pump as well I don't know gives it a bit, bit it's of a look it goes, yeah, goes together it's, it's aesthetic isn't it yeah. yeah it's a good one I'm, I'm kind of glad I don't have an asthma pump I don't some know people enjoy it. Some so. people, some people. Twana enjoys it. I think so. It. It, it, it works. I'm, I can tell you that. It helps. I've not used it in a few That's days. That's a celebration. Yeah, but also I had to pay for it because I can't get free free prescriptions. That's so that was a bit a annoying. Song. And then I only used it once, but it, it, it worked. It did the job. But now I've got this thing that I don't really need. I could have just had one puff of somebody else's, really. I was kind sure of jealous. Like at school of people with asthma pumps because <laughs> I wasn't I used to we used to laugh at people with them and now when I think I've got one I'm like man if only I'd known years later that I'd been one of those people who's 
He's got a blue <laughs> asthma pump. Um, well, I'm going to I'm going to give our guest a proper introduction now. Tawana is a Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year nominee for 2016, and Time Out's Star of the Future. You are bringing your critically acclaimed one-woman show, which is called Black Girl, um, to Soho Theatre from June the 7th to the 9th. Can you tell us what the show's about? Um, the show's about me. Mm-hmm. I am the black girl. I am black. <laughs> I am female. Yeah, it's about me being adopted. So it's about me going into care. It's about me being adopted at 14. But it's also about uh, my search for an identity. Well, it's trying to find out what kind of black British woman I wanted to be and searching for an identity through popular culture. How did you yeah, go on? I was going to say, how did you go about that? Yeah. Well, I watched quite a bit of TV. I basically, I just thought, I need more black people in my life. And even though I'm born in London, grew up in London, uh, grew up in a house with two black brothers, I also didn't feel that I had any... I didn't fit in anywhere. So I mm. just thought, right, let's just get into listening to music, watching TV. So I watched a lot of American shows. And if they had black people in, even better because we didn't really have that many in the UK. And then I just got into listening to loads of hip-hop, and then I went to America, and I thought I was pretty much American until I turned up in America and realised I wasn't an American. <laughs> it's very... We're very different um, kind of black people in the UK and in Europe mm. as opposed to America. Is that how you got into comedy? When? Going to America? Yeah. No. When did you get into when comedy? When did I get into comedy? <laughs> I, got into, <laughs> I got into comedy like eight years ago, my journey into stand-up is a bit weird because I don't, I don't think I ever wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Mm. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm not sure how I've got into this mess, but I'm still in it. But I wanted to write comedy for TV and radio initially, so I went to do an evening course at City Lit. And that was over, there, was, there were no spaces left on writing comedy for TV and radio, but there was one left on stand-up comedy. So I thought, right, I'm just going to go and do this. It's 12 weeks, 12 evenings. Let's go and do this and just... what can I, I will learn to write some jokes and... Basically, I, I stuck at it, and that was it. That's how I've been doing stand-up. So you much. went straight from the course to... Yeah, so we did 12 weeks, um, 12 evenings. I think it's two or three hours a week. And then each week, you kind of have to write some jokes. And basically, the end of the course, you realise... When you start the course, it's like in 12 weeks, you'll be doing your first gig at the end. And it's kind of the showcase at the end of the course. Okay. And so everybody does five minutes. So all you need is five minutes to go and be a stand-up comedian, five minutes of material take it to an open mic night and then after the showcase then you kind of just book gigs and just turn up and do five minutes and then try and write some more that's that's where I think some people get unstuck they don't know how to get out out of the five minutes they've already done so I did five minutes like a a couple of months ago I just turned 30 so I'm doing a lot of things that I feel like I should have done when I was 17 (laughs) it it has it has created a lot of fun situations for me thus the drumming I think that's pretty obvious (laughs) but yeah stand-up was like something that I've always wanted to try I think or always since I moved to the UK and I realized it was a thing because it's not really a thing in France or if it is it's terrible and in the UK it's something that I really learned to love it's like I'm I think in terms of comedy I'm British and it's as in French comedy just does not make me laugh in any way. So your stand-up is is th- British themed or well, it was aimed actually at a British set audience? in France. My set, as in that's the location of the stories. But anyway, when I was writing that, I had a real trouble identifying what a joke was. Mm. So when you say write a joke, I was just sort of writing stories, hoping like some of it might be funny. But I found it really hard to sort of target. Did you find it hard to write a joke mm. initially? Sometimes I'm not even sure if I know how to write a joke now. Sometimes it's just, I think that's quite funny. I'm going to say it on stage and people will laugh. And mm. sometimes you're like, oh, that's the funny bit. All right. And then sometimes 
my jokes are quite short anyway. I don't do big stories. Sometimes some, somebody will turn up and they'll do like five minutes and it's just like one story where there's a few kind of... But mine are just really short jokes. They're like mm-hmm. three sentences. Yeah. It's like, right, there's a beginning. I'm going to give you a bit more information and then it's the punchline and that's it. And then I'll move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're, they're linked. There's a narrative sometimes with the jokes. But technically, I don't, I don't even know how to write. It's a setup. And there's a punchline that needs to be funny. That makes me really want to come and see your show. So. Well, please come and see my well. show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what about the other people in your city lit class? Uh, pres- presuming that they're not listening to this show, were they funny? There were two distinct groups, right? So there was the about funny eight. Ones yeah, and, yeah. No, yeah I'm, 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 there was there was about there was about eighteen of us uh, in the course, and I think. There were two groups, and it kind of early on, after about week three or four, it was kind of obvious who's funny and who's not funny. And some people were like, I'm doing this course because if I do a stand-up comedy course, I will be funny, and I'll be like, no, I don't know. It doesn't work. I don't think it works that way. I think you have to be funny. When did you find out? When did you discover that you were funny? Since I was a kid, since I was about six. I've always, I was always, always kind of the class clown, but not really the class clown. I was just the funny one in the class. There was mm. always somebody funnier, but then they just always just would take it a bit too far. Mm. Like, I knew how to be funny and then just do some work because that's what you're there for for school. You're not there to just make everyone laugh so all the time. I worry that I wasn't the funny one and therefore I mean, I think you're quite funny. Yeah, but not in school I wasn't. I was very shy, so I don't. I don't think I could... I, like, what I really envied about the funny one in class was how energetic... They were. Yeah, but where is that person now? That person is probably <laughs> in a... I don't even know. See, this is the thing. You know you know the people at school, you're like, do you know what? Oh, I thought you were... Where are they now? That's These are the people that I always think. There are some people that I'm, I remember, like the bullies or the ones that used to terrify you, and I've met them as an adult, and you're like, oh, my... If I knew you'd turn out like this... You'd never oh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like, don't don't worry about being shy at school. It's fine. Yeah, well, there's the answer to that now, which is Facebook, and the other answer is usually advertising. So, <laughs> <laughs> See, would you say that you're a comedian, Leo? Would I say that I'm a comedian? I would say very comfortably that I am not a comedian. <laughs> I'd well, say that in no way am I a comedian apart from those five minutes when I was literally doing comedy. Do you Do you have to have done a set to be a comedian? I think the rule is you have to have done 100 gigs. Oh. So I think there's people out there who I know, um, like open mic comedians, when you first start, so you do open mic nights, and it's like, you can't call yourself a comedian unless you do 100 gigs. I don't know if that's true, but it took me ages to do 100 gigs. <laughs> like, some people did 100 gigs in, like, four months or five months. It took me forever. I wasn't really... I didn't really... I just was very casual. <laughs> so how I've got to Soho, I don't even know. Yeah, maybe tell us a bit about that trajectory. Because I've done the five-minute open night mic thing. Like, how long is it when before you, when, I get when my you get, own When you get to, you get to Soho, well... Right, very loose woman. Yeah. When you, when, too, sorry. when do you plan to do your next gig? Uh, like in another month or two. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, at this rate... Uh, it's not happening. It's not going to... It's going to be... Right. It takes a while. You have to... Basically, so I did... Um, I did the open mic scene for a bit, and then I was didn't I really didn't really take it that seriously. And then quite a few people were doing gigs, and some were kind of sometimes were going a bit maybe getting slightly better gigs than me. And I was thinking, do you know what? I'm funnier than you. You mm-hmm. need to take this seriously. So I did. So I'd started to do more gigs kind of regularly and close together, and worked on just worked on a few things mm-hmm. like what I wanted to do, how I wanted to stand on stage, just lots of honed lots of little bits and bobs. 
just kind of you have to you have to decide there comes a point when you decide do I want to be doing this do I want to be going out a few times a week it ruins your social life it mm. really does it ruins your social life so you I think so anyway so Leo has Drumming or comedy? Is that yeah. the is that the ultimatum or she has? In June, synth class or <laughs> synth class? Well, you can put it all. To, you can become like a like a one one woman band slash. You have no idea how much I would love that. Be a you know a different kind of musical comedian. Yeah, the synth comedian. The synth that comedian. Can you know that can be your identity. I can out French everyone. <laughs> Yeah. So um, on, I, I was hoping that you would pick this up, but you didn't. Um, oh. On identity, um, your show is very much about your identity. Yeah. What sort of labels do you think apply to you in that sense? Ooh, black, female. That's all I'll go with. And would you say that they're... But then I'm, that's very... Mm, yeah. It would be... Would it be... I'll say wrong to say of your show that it's um, a show about gender and race. Yeah, I think it's it is about gender and race. It's about stereotypes, about misconceptions about black women. And is that important in the comedy sector, really? Um, field, field. Um, <laughs> just because when we see, you know, very famous, when you ask someone to name a comedian, it tends to be a male one, and at the same time, it tends to be a white one. Mm. So is that space something that you, you felt like you needed to take up or or something that you, um, you're quite proud of or anything like that? Do I, I don't even know if I take it up in comedy, really. Mm. I don't, I'm, I'm not, that's, um, it's an interesting question. I don't know. I didn't turn, I didn't turn up and, and do comedy and go, I'm going to make this space. Do you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. do that, but by default, that's kind of happened. But it, it's, yeah. It's not something I've decided I'm going to lay claim to that. Mm, mm. With your comedy, you said, do you want to be French synth comedy? Or like... I do. I very obviously so do. You're going, so you're still going with the, she's a comedian. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm cool I feel like that. I'm not. Um, I don't want to judge. Sorry, one gig? Uh, yeah. <laughs> my five minutes of fame. Uh, yeah, uh, do I feel like I am a French synth comedian? I, I guess that many would see, would see me that way. Um... But uh, I do, actually, you know what, at that comedy night, I did feel more like a woman in the sense that there were just fewer women on stage. Mm. So that does make you feel like you're something that you tend to not think about. Mm. So yeah. uh, in, that, in that sense, yeah, I guess I'd be a female comedian. But like, Why I, would, I be? would be where I'd be a comedian, <laughs> I should preface. Um, yeah, I feel like it's unnecessary, but it's also, I would never want people to not see my gender mm. because I'm very proud of my gender mm. uh, even though like it's fluke that it's mine but mm. you know that's who I am so yeah I guess I would be French and female oh part French I would make that very oh, clear see, I can make lots think... of Brexit jokes and then say yeah it's fine because that's me <laughs> I can't even think of, of a Brexit my... joke there's literally none because it's not funny <laughs> I was gonna say right. what, see you've got your niche of French synth yeah I don't what, a niche. Niche. <laughs> what a niche what a niche if I were a comedian yeah. what would my thing be you could talk about your tattoos see there gets, comes a point where <laughs> where that's not funny anymore what do you think? What do you think her her field? You can't could be? talk about just. You can't just talk about your tattoos. No, no. <laughs> what do you do? You'll with run that? out. You'll run yeah, out. Yeah, that's like thirty seconds. It's like I'll what have more to start. I'll start getting more just to have more material. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> can you tell us um, a little bit about going to Edinburgh and what that was like? Did you feel like when you went to Edinburgh, it was a bit that stepping stone from stand up to I'm a main like I'm in the mainstream comedy circuit now? Certainly not. No. Anybody can go to Edinburgh. It's it's it's, it's that easy. Mm. Like it's full of. Um, so I've been to Edinburgh a couple of times before. So this is the this year, last year, whatever year, 2017, um, with Black Girl was my debut hour show. But the year before I did a, um, a compilation show, so me and two other guys were doing like 20 minutes. That was quite nice. And then the year before, I did like, I did, well, that was a, that was a disaster. That was quite funny. But this Edinburgh, um, so it's my first hour show. But loads of, so that's a big deal, doing your first kind of debut show. Because... I suppose it's like your first baby or your first anything. Mm. Like, I hope people kind of like what I'm, what I want, what I've shown them. Because mm. it's different from doing a set. Like, so when we were doing the compilation show, we're like, we're just doing a set. Mm. We're doing twenty minutes, and that's a bit different vibe. It's like one of us, three of us are doing a show. We're all doing twenty minutes. It feels like you're in a a comedy club. You share this, the burden. Of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of it's different. But this was like a theme. It was about me. I'm revealing stuff about myself. I'm revealing stuff about how I think, how I see the world, how I see myself in the world. I hope you like it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that is, that's quite stressful. And that's the same show that you're doing in Edinburgh that you're doing now at the yes, Soho Theatre. Yeah. And did you change it for the Soho Theatre? It's no, it's pretty much... I think it's the, it's pretty much the same show. Yeah, it's pretty much the same show. I might add a joke. Or two. Or two. How long does it take to memorise a show? Oh, mate, don't even talk to me. It's, <laughs> it, it's, 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 that's the hardest thing, I think. Um, I'm doing it now. So, basically, me and my, my best friend... I'm roping her in. She's basically, um, she just likes me, mm. but is also very honest with me. Doesn't let me just be oh, myself, really. Yeah. <laughs> and just, which means I'll be cool, it'll be fine. It's like, no, it won't because you haven't done it. So basically, over the weekend, I spent the weekend with her, and it was just um, a couple of times a day of just run this show, mm, just wow. do this show. Just doing it over and over, over and over same again. Person. Yeah, yeah, just have to do it. That's really just, intense. Because otherwise, it falls out of my brain. There's mm. loads of other stuff going on, so it just it will fall out. And then sometimes because you you're doing it, kind of on autopilot, you're like, oh, I've suddenly what? Where am I? Mm. So you have to be, you have to be present, mm. but you also have to be. So yeah, you basically at the moment I'm just getting it back in the brain again, and then I need to slow it down because I'm just I've just crammed it in. Now I need to just slow it down and pace it and just do because then I slightly paced it the other day and I forgot because I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is. I meant to say this. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's the, the hard bit. I rehearsed mine so much, so I scripted it, mm. and I got a friend to comment on Google Docs and highlight the funny parts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then like build out certain bits, and then I said it in front of the mirror quite a few times, yep. holding my prop which I did not reference, cool. and then <laughs> yeah, and then I said it to my sister, but in a sort of like not the delivery way, mm. and then I got re so. I did this... Um, <laughs> all of this for five minutes. No, this, this is the, the stereotype of me doing all of the, um, the classes. I did an acting class. <laughs> is it not a class? <laughs> like okay. a, a four-day acting class. I like, didn't ever need about, about four years ago, just before I started oh. my teaching training. My teaching training. <laughs> I, I just like classes. <laughs> you can't that, get enough. That's actually why. But anyway, at that, I went up in front of people. I did a bit of King Lear, and I lost the power of my knees. If that happens again. I've yeah. done a whole year of teaching, but that's kind of yeah, a different it's a, it's environment. A, mm. 
Mm. And so I was really worried that I'd go up there and literally not feel my knees again and then just fall down. I was literally like one of those clowns, you know. Where it just tips over. Yeah, that just tips over, exactly. And so I had two glasses of wine to stop that from happening. <laughs> Caspian, who was there with me, he's been on the show before, he told me bits of my set that I really don't remember delivering. <laughs> So I really don't know what happened while I was up there. I kind of wish I'd recorded it. So I don't know when people laughed. I don't know what I did. Did you record it? I wish I had. I didn't. Did you? All right. Yeah, That's I, wish, a shame. I really wish I had. Have you, do you record yours? Yeah, sometimes, especially if I'm doing new stuff. Because mm. then you can, you write the joke or you write what you want to say. So before, like a few years ago, I used to write, I used to write stuff word for word, pretty much what I wanted to say. And now I don't do that so much now. I kind of like, this is roughly what I'm going to do. I'm just going to. I roughly know what I'm, I know what I need to do. I need to just not say too many words and get to the punchline mm. roughly, but get to that. I'm and still then, too wordy for sure. Yeah, so I think sometimes it's yeah, just cut out some words. But sometimes you need to know when the sometimes the audience will laugh at something that you think oh that bit's also funny as well. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes they'll laugh when you expect them. You like that cool, but then they'll laugh, you're like all oh, right. And you're listening back and you're like, oh, that's another bit sometimes. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's just how you phrase something or you yeah. just a it's word. A yeah, just something. Yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like a, something where you get into it, you, you start seeing so much more of the patchwork and mm. the seams and everything. Can you tell us um, and our listeners how they can come and see your show? Yes. Come to Soho Theatre. Well, book some tickets to come and see Black Girl at Soho Theatre. It's on in June from the 7th to the 9th that's three nights mm-hmm. um, at Soho Theatre website find me on Twitter at Twana Main find my website at twanamain.possibly.co.uk <laughs> or dot .com there's it's, only one Twana Main is, in the world I think it's, it's .co.uk alright thank word, you .co.uk <laughs> yeah, yeah, find me on Instagram Twana Main just find me um, and we will be obviously in the show notes for our podcast and also on the Resonance website. You'll be able to see links to yeah. um, where to buy tickets to the show and to your website as well. Uh, so if you didn't catch that, you can find it on all of the Very Loose Women stuff. So that's mm-hmm. at VLW Radio on Twitter, Facebook, Very Loose Women, and podcast obviously on Acast or iTunes. And it's Very Loose Women. Yeah. Do you tell us. Um, what you think of the show, uh, if there's any shows that you'd like us to do, that kind of thing. Like We do like hearing from our, our lovely guests. In I think like is an underestimation of that. We, 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 yeah. We, we talk about it for weeks. Yeah, especially, yeah. especially after meeting Zoe in the flesh. Yeah, that's very exciting. Thanks again, Zoe. We love you. <laughs> um, what are we going to play out to? Yeah, we're going to play Massive Attack, Unfinished Symphony. Is there any reason why you picked this or do you just like the song? I like the song. Great, that's a good one. I don't like it, but I want you to play it. I hate the song. I hate everything about them. Play it. Yes, Yes, so we're going to play that uh, right now. Um, Yeah, great, thanks. (laughs) Good evening, (laughs) Mrs. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much.